Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Stackhouse Radio for another episode uh, with my co-host, Quentin Tiffany. Hello, Quentin. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm so excited tonight because we're discussing one of my favorite topics, big hairy men. Yes, I I, I look kind of like the big hairy men myself. Uh, Yes, tonight's episode is called Bringing Home Bigfoot, and we are going to be talking about the big hairy guy himself and all his beautiful variations across the country. Um, So just to get started. I've tried to bring him home a few times, but after three drinks, you just give up. Well, after a few drinks, they start looking less hairy and a little more, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, Quentin. And his foot wasn't that big. (laughs) Okay, we are rated R people, so uh, if you're under 17 and you're in here, it's your own damn fault. Um, (laughs) Just a little little intro on um, Bigfoot here. Bigfoot is what is known as a cryptid hominid, which means that a hominid, a hominid is, is a, any creature that is man-like. He's a bipedal, which means he walks on two feet. And cryptid insinuates that the animal has not been discovered or verified scientifically to actually exist. So when you hear these words, hominid, cryptid, cryptid, and all this kind of stuff, cryptozoology, it's just stating it's, it's basically a, and they hate this word. I, I apologize for offending anybody out there, but it, it's listed as a pseudoscience or a subscience or subculture of a scientific kind of plan, oh, like biology. Um, so just to give you a little, little brief intro on that. So, um, but Bigfoot has been around and really has come strong into mainstream um, I would say probably the early 70s. I I remember as a little girl watching the old Bigfoot movies. I think my favorite back then was uh, Curse of Bigfoot, which was awesome. I think it was done in the early 70s, and it's really cheesy, really campy, horrible, horrible makeup, just awful. So, Quentin, what was your – what's your your knowledge, your base knowledge, or what is your – what was your initial introduction to Bigfoot? Well, it all started one night at a bar, and um, my initial introduction, I would say I was quite young, um, and as you obviously know, I loved myself some good paranormal TV, which was just right. coming out in the early 90s, like that was the new thing, and so they started to talk a little bit about aliens and Bigfoot, and um, I saw that uh, the classic film, everyone knows it, the one of him grainily walking by for 16 seconds or something off in the woods. Uh, kind of looking like a gorilla right, costume. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that it one. Was the and I, yes. And um, I, I remember thinking to myself, you know, could that be real? Could that be true? Um, and I have to say, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it, the little bit that, that I have. I mean, I have my feelings on, which I know we're going to talk a little bit, our personal feelings towards the end of the show. Um, but that was kind of how I got introduced, was just watching television as a, as a, a youngster. Right, yes. I, mean, I remember my, my first introduction was obviously I read her, everybody had heard of the Patterson-Gimlin uh, film, which I think they had actually said was hoaxed. Um, and, you know, once the big Bigfoot craze came out, um, 
I know there was just a different load, uh, you know, as far as pop culture goes, he just kind of really, you know, came out into pop culture and that what I call Bigfoot fever kind of took hold. Um, we've all seen I think that, um, movies. Oh, I, I think with me, you know, too, I was also quite young when Harry and the Hendersons came out. So yes, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, but that's okay. Well, you know, you were on a, you were probably out on a date at that. I was six or five. Oh, I was not. Oh no, I was not. Jeez, no. But do you remember? Do you remember an old film? Oh God, it was a, it was a series. It was called. And I put the picture up on our um, little slideshow there. It was Bigfoot and Wild Boy. I remember that as a kid. Now I'm aging myself, so you know, whatever. Uh, but I remember that, and that I remember, like, I would sneak downstairs at night, and I loved watching horror films. And like I said, you know, I saw um, Curse of Bigfoot, which was, I think, 1975. And if you haven't, if anybody out there hasn't checked out some of the older 70s versions of Bigfoot movies, you really have to. It really does kind of show you the place that Bigfoot kind of had set for himself in uh, pop culture and mainstream movies and, and literature and, and whatnot. But The Curse of Bigfoot was really the quintessential cheesy, god-awful um, attempt to make Bigfoot this scary, horrible creature that was stalking man. Um, and and of if course I may throw have... in a small tidbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I double-checked while we're doing this. Harry and Henderson's 1987. So I was two when that came out, just so we're clear. Everyone probably thought I was older based on my – I thought I was five wow. or six. But I'm just it clarifying that I'm saying. 87, huh? 87? 87. Wow. So you were, you were what, like – Early, like, middle school? 87, I was around, yeah, so. <laughs> so there's a chance you may rest, actually rest, have been on rest, a date. <laughs> round about a bit, a bit, a bit, somewhere on there. I'm not telling. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and obviously there was the movie Sasquatch, Legend of Bigfoot, um, the Legend of Boggy Creek was a big, huge one, probably the one that really jettisoned as far as full-length movies go. Um, I think The Legend of Boggy Creek is probably one everybody's heard of. Uh, and if you haven't, you really need to. Um, but it just, it's amazing to me, you know, and, and just disclaimer here, I, I, I don't necessarily believe that there's a big hairy guy running around the woods. Um, if I was told I had to believe in this, I would probably consider it maybe some type of primate that hasn't been, you know, actually found yet or actually scientifically, scientifically, the magic word documented um, as being in existence, as, as being real. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I take a lot of the stories tongue in cheek. I love the idea of Bigfoot. I love the idea of Sasquatch. I think it's incredible. It's, it's always nice to have monsters. I love monsters. Uh, so you know, it, Quentin, it, you're it from falls under that whole lock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You're from Pennsylvania. So I know you guys have a monster out there. I know you guys have to have some monsters out there. So what kind of, what kind of monsters, what kind I of thought, Bigfoot? I thought I, we weren't talking about my exes this week. Well, we can change the name. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We'll do that. All right. Go ahead. What were you asking? What kind of monsters do we have? Right. Pennsylvania. You're native. Your native state. Oh, I'm t- 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, we have a lot of, was, you know, for me, where I'm at, we actually, we have a lot of ghost stories in the woods. We don't get, um, well, there's one that could be a ghost and others say it's a monster. Uh, the majority say that it is a ghost, but others say that it is a creature. And it is called right out, well, not right where I live, where I used to live. The Suskin Screamer is actually one um, that when it's described as a creature, it is described as a lion-like creature, which mm-hmm. there's a ghost story version of it that it is just a lost lion from a circus train. Um, it's also sometimes a bride who is killed. That story I, I could go into more, but we'll do that on a local ghost story night. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, that, that's one that we have, um, which is just, it's a thing. I'm not, it's a thing, the Suskin Screamer, and it mm-hmm. screams. Um, I, I think at times it's considered to be Banshee-like, but but okay. in a creature kind of way. Right, right. Okay. That makes any sense. Um, yeah, I don't – in Connecticut, yeah, we've had – I mean, we have some way up in North Connecticut. I mean, not Connecticut. Uh, way up in North New England. I'm from Connecticut, but I'm in New England. And I think in North New England, you get – every once in a blue moon, you'll have people say, oh, I saw Sasquatch or I saw Bigfoot. But not as much as you would get, say, in the Northwest Territories so or the Northwest corner of the state. Now, on a trip to Washington, um, Bigfoot's everywhere. That's all you see is Bigfoot. And I think it's interesting because um, he's become such an important part of the population that um, he's almost, I mean, he is, he's, he's economically important, important to the, the area and to the, the tourists, especially. Um, my, I have family who lives in Georgia, North Georgia, to be exact, um, up in the Northwest corner there and near Blue Ridge, the Blue Ridge mountains. And what's interesting up there is, and I've, there's a museum up there. It's called the Bigfoot. Uh, it's called Expedition Bigfoot, and it's a Bigfoot museum. And it's really, really. I love it. I've been there four or five times. Like I go, I try to get there. Every time I'm up there in Georgia, I try to go at least once. Um, they're a really great bunch of guys, and it's right on. I believe it's 515 going north towards uh, Blue Ridge Mountain, and it's in Cherry Log, Georgia. So if you ever, ever, ever get out there. It's definitely worth the entrance fee. It's it's campy. It's wonderful. It's informative. And these guys, these guys are, you know, they're really laid. They're for real, but they're laid back. You know, they understand that for some people it's just fun. But I think it's interesting. Um, you know, we can go into the scientific portion of Bigfoot and who Bigfoot and Sasquatch is. But I think what's interesting is let's talk about Bigfoot's influence in pop culture. And um, I know that there are a bunch of different uh, books and movies and uh, dolls. I'm looking at my, my stuffed Bigfoot right now and he's adorable. He's got a little red flannel, you know, a little flannel jacket on and he's, he's just so cute up there. Um, I mean, of course but, in pop culture, we have to, we have to revisit Harry mm-hmm. and Henderson. I mean, you, you can't mm-hmm. not. Um, it, it, oh it's no, funny the 80s, because that I, was it. Oh, I know it was like the thing, but, it, uh, what I'll say is definitely the the area where, where Bigfoot is more popular, the, the northwest corner, although I checked on a list, and I don't know what scientists did the data, but it's on the internet, mm-hmm. so it has to be true. Um, in the top 10 states that Bigfoot is cited in, I was actually surprised to see Pennsylvania is actually number 10 in that, and we're the far northeast. So I think it's states that are heavily wooded, like Pennsylvania is, I mean, that's all I can see is right. trees most of the time. But states mm-hmm. where it's more popular to have seen one. I think in pop culture, it boomed there more. I got my friends from uh, Alaska. Um, 
they would always refer to someone as a, a hairy Sasquatch. Like they, it was in their, it was in their, their, their uh, vocabulary more than it was in mine, you know, to reference someone as being a real Sasquatch right. or, you know, that hairy man ape over there or the skunk ape over there. And, you know, so that was, it was very much in their culture and not in mine quite as much. Right. I know here I'm on the Gulf coast here in uh, Mississippi, obviously, but what, I was really surprised at is when I moved down here and again, I'm from the Northeast and you do associate Sasquatch and Bigfoot with, you know, your upper Northern corners rather than the South. And what really surprised me is that um, the amount of monsters down here, the Gulf coast is really rich in monster lore. And uh, I was really shocked that, um, you know, we have the creature, we have the honey, the honey Island, swamp monster which i can i could throw a stone at it's so close to where i live um which is the uh i, I guess a swamp version of bigfoot uh, this book bigfoot has uh, webbed feet webbed toes so on and so forth uh, lives in the swamps and people have actually claimed to see prints of his feet of course scientists and biologists and zoologists not cryptozoologists actual zoologists have gone out there and what they find is um, the a lot of the tracks that have been found have been alligator tracks. We have tons of alligators down here. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, you see this creature in almost every culture, in almost every state, and every place has its version of this creature. So is there something to it? Is there something behind this creature that is real? Is there something behind this creature that's scientific? Um and I think it's definitely worth taking seriously. Now, like I said, do I think it's a big hairy man? No, I don't. I think <laughs> if, you know, and, 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 and there are people who are like, you either have to kill one and show the body or, you know, try to trap one alive and get footage of it, which I don't know. I kind of think both hmm. scenarios would doom it. That's just my opinion. You know, what do you think? again, catching one live would require alcohol. Um, <laughs> or, I mean, the way that you used to pick up dates was you'd just ding them with your car so they couldn't run away, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Diana. I'm, no, um, I, 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 I actually, no, I did get a little fascinated when you made the comment about getting one live. Um, and, you know, because, you know, what instantly was running through my head is, you know, they, there was a show where they tried to, of, of course. And mm -hmm. um, I think it's supposed to be the idea that they have incredible strength. And, and I mean, I suppose they would or do or, or whatever. Um, so, I mean, I guess right. you know, to prove it, to prove it. I mean, if it wasn't alive, it would, you know, it's, anything can be faked nowadays. It would be very. Yeah, can. It, uh, and that's the problem is that everything today can be hoaxed. And I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that. Uh, I, I I don't see one being found. I don't. I, I think that there's personally, I think there's, there's explanations for each of them, each of these sightings. I'm not saying these people are crazy. I'm just saying that when you have a suggestion like that on a mass level that we have it, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing this in, in on TV shows and movies and literature and everything else. And I think when that information is embedded in you for so long, I think what happens is that it's easy to take that, that suggestion and when you're out at night you know you don't realize how how much your brain stores and then your brain pulls out that suggestion and goes oh maybe 
maybe it's this. And I think that's a lot of what happens. You know? Hmm. Um, you know, and, and you know me, I, I've always been one to feel that people see what mm-hmm. they want to see sometimes. Now, I, I wouldn't say that I don't believe in in uh, a Bigfoot-like creature. I, I think that there are so many things we still have not discovered, um, you know, and things in our ocean is a whole separate subject. But oh, um, yeah. I do think that there, there are probably, you know, and, and just like um, – I mean, I've known people that have, you know, a cat in their house for weeks, a stray cat that got in and is hidden from them and is coming out at night, or a raccoon. So, I mean, you think about the fact you can live in a house with an animal, not know it's there sometimes. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if if something existed, I don't know that it would be as intelligent in the idea of our form of intelligence, but I think it would be a very intelligent animal um, right. that if it wanted to be kept away from people – because of it, it, it being an upright creature and bipedal and all that, it, it mm. would um, it would most likely um, have the wherewithal and ability, you know, to to hide well. And uh, if it's some sort of, I guess, missing link, you know what I mean? Like if it's a, it would have a great deal of human intelligence. And that's not to say that animals aren't intelligent, um, but but it would have the animal instincts of of an animal and the intelligence levels of a human. Um, now, something that I guess my question uh, would be on about, um, and I know we talked a little bit about it, are there only male ones or are there female ones? How does that work? Because I, I it, it always seems that they describe a Sasquatch as being a male. Right. And which interesting with that question, though, is that I saw a movie and it was actually directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Now, all you kiddies, you won't know who Bobcat Goldthwait is, but Bobcat Goldthwait was a comedian and really just a comedian actor uh, back in the 80s, really big. And if you want to see him at what I think is his best, you got to watch One Crazy Summer. It's awesome. But Bobcat Goldthwait um, directed a movie called Willow Creek, and Willow Creek uh, was a really I love it because it really goes into it goes into kind of like the, the original uh, uh, film, the Gimlin Peterson film, and this couple's out there, and their goal is to find the spot where that original film was was, was done, was created, and they want to go there and see if they can't find Bigfoot. So they're going through this area of Willow Creek, and they're talking to locals, and it, it's very much done documentary style, uh, and. Yeah, of course, they're told, you know, don't go down here. You can't go down here. And, you know, all the warnings. But, of course, you know, we don't follow warnings. We go, wait a minute, let's go in the back way. So they go into the back way, and they camp out there. And on cue, of course, you have the sticks falling and the rocks getting thrown at the tent and all that good fun stuff. And spoiler alert, you know, if, that's you have not, if you haven't seen this film, turn your ears off right now because I'm about to skip the end <laughs> spoiler. So. Spoiler Uh-oh. alert, you've been warned. Um, at the very end of the movie, what you see is her, well, he's been taken, and then you see her being dragged out. But at the end, when she's being dragged out, you see this, you see, you, you kind of, you know the Sasquatch is there, but what you see is women. These women, these like woods, woody looking women that, is, you know, have been living out in, in the woods for God knows how long. So they insinuated that Sasquatch or Bigfoot actually um, abducts women to breed with 
And that was the insinuation with this film here. I thought that was an interesting angle. And that's where they cut off to the second chapter of the film, the sequel, but they only played that in adult theaters. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 you know, they always say in these, in these encounter stories, oh, it was throwing rocks at me. And I, I know that, you know, I, I guess in that area, you know, depending on where it's at, but in a wooded area, what animals would throw large right. rocks, I guess, if, if, if you believe their story. Which I I try and um, yeah. I try and believe people. Like I, I I think some people, you know, you have to gauge the situation. You know, if they're you just do. telling yep. you the story, this is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. It you can often at times be inclined to believe them, and, and not even if it's not just believing them. Sometimes it's believing that they believed it. You know, like you mentioned earlier, I, I do think that these people actually believe they saw these things. I'm not saying that they did or did not. But if they didn't, I don't think a lot of them made it up. I think a lot of them thought that they saw something. And the woods can be an area that really messes with your head a little bit. Also, oh, it can. A, b- a bit of animal instinct will kick in on you. You know, it's like being a right, cat outdoors. Right. You get feral. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so, um, actually, well, you know, if you want, I can, I can tell my big, my Bigfoot story. Not, not, not the guy we call Bigfoot, but the, the Sasquatch story. <laughs> well, I, just, I want to bring up a really quick point. Um, when you were talking about, um, you know, when you, when you hear these stories and you, um, you know, the movies and the books and everything else going on, you hear all this. And then you go out in the woods and, it's, it, you know, this, this kind of leads back to all the sightings that are out there. I mean, if you're given the suggestion through a movie or through someone else's story or an experience somebody's sharing, or what have you. You go out in the woods at night, and it's very, very easy to see those things, too, because you've been given the suggestion that it's out there. And that is so powerful. We don't realize how powerful the, 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 you know, the strength of suggestion is. And um, I think it's called... Um, our brains are actually built to recognize patterns or to see patterns or faces in everything we see. I think it's called... Uh, Apophenia, I think it's called apophenia, uh, when our brains do that. So I think that, I mean, it could very likely be the result of something like that, that kind of phenomena, uh, by just no. being out there and seeing these things. So, But yeah, no, um, you, Quinn, you have had um, a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot experience, and that'd be really cool for you to share that. Um, the story really is, it's an interesting one. And um, I actually have to tell a wee bit of a ghost story that I'll, I'll glaze over a bit. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we, we were in the car, a friend of mine, um, and what's interesting is I hadn't told the story in a long time. And this friend of mine and I, we were friends when we were younger, but, we, you know, we stayed friends on Facebook, and, but we hadn't seen each other in, oh, somewhere between 10 and 15 years. Um, and what happened was he happened to come out to Michigan where I was living at the time. Uh, for a festival and I said hey you know I live there now and so he he took the trip this 15 minutes farther away and I that's where I lived and so he he came by to visit and one of the things he brought up while standing there is do you remember the night and he told the story and I was so glad that he did because it's been all these years and it was still the same story coming from him and we had never really discussed it after that night you know so it was just I was glad he brought it up but the story is we were in the car and we we're going down a dirt road it's a very narrow dirt road it's not used um, they call it the Narrows, um, and I think now they've actually closed off the end, so you can't even go on it. 
but it's uh, next to the river and the railroad tracks, and there's there's a steep hillside. Some spots are, are hard rock, other spots are hillside full of trees, um, but there, there's really no one out there. Um, way up high, there's houses on a road on the other side of the mountain, but there's really nothing there, just trees and rock wall, and on the other side of the car would be um, a bit of grass, uh, a flat area of grass, and the railroad tracks, and then a slope down into the river where trees are. And uh, we were driving, and, and out of nowhere, a woman stepped out in front of the car. And I mean, when I say stepped out in front of the car, this woman was two, three feet in front of the car. She was an old woman, uh, kind of hunched back. Uh, I could see what she was wearing, and uh, it's not really important to the story, but she was pushing a shopping cart. And she stepped in front of the car, the lights hit her, my friend slammed on the brake. I remember the car skidding on the dirt a little bit, and she disappeared in front of us. There was nowhere for this woman to go. You know, I mean, she literally vanished as the car would have been hitting her. I mean, we looked, he got out and looked. There was no one under the car. There was no shopping cart there. There was no old lady. The grassy section on the left of the car was maybe knee high. You'd have seen anyone in there, you know, and there was nothing there. And then below that was railroad tracks and then river. There was nobody there. I mean, this woman vanished right in front of our eyes. She was in front of us and... And what was funny was we, we never talked about what we saw. We never described this is what I saw. But when he came to visit all these years later, he said, do you remember the night that we saw? And he described it. And I thought, wow, okay, I know I'm not nuts. But that's just kind of the beginning of the night. And we were a little shaken up. We were driving on, heading towards the, the farther down where then you kind of went through a thicker section of woods where the river bends and you go through wooded section on both sides and then you come out right near the bridge. And... Uh, we took this little little trip, <laughs> and uh, as we went along, we got into a heavily wooded section, I guess you'd say, a more heavily wooded section. And I remember glancing up as the headlights came. We were reaching the bend, and the headlights kind of hit into the woods because of the bend, and peering back through a, a gap in the trees, seven-ish feet up in the air, mm -hmm. uh, very tall, was... The only way I could describe it is like a Bigfoot face looking at us. Uh, it looked a bit more to me almost like you'd describe a Yeti. It was, it was a blonder, lighter color, um, but, but very um, very hairy in the Hendersons almost. So it was just the face. You couldn't see the body, but it was looking through the trees at us. And I've, I've over time convinced myself a bit, maybe, maybe it was just a weird-looking owl, and it looked like a head, and, and I thought that there was a body. You know, there's a lot of things mm. that you think, well, maybe my mind panicked and saw that. But I was so frightened that when I saw this, he hit the brakes and jumped out of the car and said, oh, my God, did you see that? Did you see that? And he's running around looking around in front of the car. And at this point, I just wanted to go. I was quite upset after this, these strange events had occurred. And you have to understand, this is a dark, creepy dirt road, you know, in the woods. Right. And I was... I was like, this is enough for me. I want to go home. My side of the car was on the wooded section where we saw it. So I was just quite set on, I want to go home. Let's go. And he, he did finally get back in the car, and we left. Um, and we never spoke of that night again until all these years later. And, uh, I mean, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I'm not about to join a group of anything and say, oh, I saw mm -hmm. Sasquatch, and we're going to go hunt them together. If that's what it was, <laughs> great. Good for it, you know. But that's my Sasquatch story. That's my that's my story. I, I can tell you, I I've um, 
you know, anybody who knows me knows that I'm, uh, I used to do a lot of mountaineering, lots of hiking. Um, you know, I, I've dabbled in, um, some caving and I can say that all, I think in all of my time out there in the woods and out there in those areas, I don't think I have ever seen a Bigfoot. I've never seen anything that even, I mean, that, that could be mistaken for one, um, then again, I'm also very careful about things like that, and I'm more likely to say, well, okay, so my mind's telling me this is what I saw, but maybe it was just a bear. Now, I've had a bear fall on the trail that I was, a small black bear that I was hiking on, um, and, and that was frightening enough. <laughs> They're a lot bigger in real life up close than you think they are. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever had a Bigfoot. Um, now, would I love to? I would love to see a Bigfoot. I would love to. Would I ever tell anybody about him? I would never speak. A, I would never tell a soul. If I saw a Bigfoot, like, come up to me and give me a big Bigfoot hug or something, I would never tell a soul. You know why? Because all these crazy fuckers out there will go trying to shoot him. And I'll tell you right now, I hunt him down myself. The crazy fuckers I'm talking about, not Bigfoot. Bigfoot, I'd be like, Bigfoot, you got to run. You got to get out of here, Bigfoot. Oh, my God, they're going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, I, I actually just very recently run, had an experience. <laughs> oh, I can see you doing that too. I think we should make a, a video clip of of you doing that in the in the in the blue gingham dress from Wizard of Oz. But anyway, oh my God. Um, but you know, I just, I just recently actually had an experience, and I do not think it was Bigfoot. Uh, but but I would say that it goes under the things you see in the dark, um, mm-hmm. creature feature wise. Uh, right. We, Walter and I were we were driving home, and we were uh, coming between two fields. It's the usual path we take heading up yeah. the hill, and then right past that you'll you'll meet an intersection uh, in a little town in the woods. <laughs> and as we were going through there the, the one night, mm-hmm. something went in front of the car. It moved at such speed that I cannot describe it. It, it, it just shot out of nowhere in front of the car. And, and it, it, we could barely describe the shape of it. It was dark, perhaps black. Um, it, it, to me, to actually both of us, we described it as being blacker than the road. It was super black. Um, it was really dark. It shot in front of the car. I mean, it, it, whatever it was, if it was running, it... Uh, it, it was about burning the pavement out from underneath it. It it moved faster than any animal out here I could think of. And we were both pretty like, oh, my God, what was that? Now, we, we've thought of a few different things. Like maybe it was some sort of weird black owl that shot across the road real fast, close to the road. Or, you know, some weird – I mean, we, we've tried a few different things. But you could see where someone who has felt that they've seen something like that before, especially – would be inclined to believe it's something supernatural or something of a um, undocumented animal or undocumented creature, I should say. But um, your mind instantly runs to those things because you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so course, you, yeah. you instantly, your, your mind is trying to create a logical explanation and then the illogical that could be logical or, you know, it's, I think it's part of the am I in danger thing that your brain goes through. And so it runs and I think that's a little bit of what happens with some people. I think that um, they see something, 
whether it is or is not, and their brain goes into that state of analyzing, and they get Look, locked on to the most me. dangerous. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is their mm-hmm. the most dangerous situation. And their brain says, it could be that, you best react like it's that. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm the one in the horror movie that sits there and goes, hey, what's that noise? Let's go check it out. I could see you doing that. See, this is why this is why mm-hmm. you and I don't meet up and go for rides in the woods together. <laughs> um, Quentin, we're going to go visit a friend of mine. He's hairy. <laughs> yeah, I could just I can hear that story now. I can hear you telling me, oh, but don't worry, you'll really like him. He lives in the woods. Quentin ends yeah. up rocking himself back and forth at a corner, going, oh God, it touched me. Oh God, it touched me. <laughs> and then it touched me. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I actually have not known a real lot of uh, people claiming to have experienced Sasquatches, which is amazing. I, so many people I know will say aliens. Yes. Um, th- I can see that. You know, yeah, I've actually heard that explanation as well. But now I've, I've not asked a lot in, in Pennsylvania. Um, and, and so I'll have to kind of consider that that when I was living in Michigan, we were not very foresty. We were very flat. Um, would not be a good environment for a Sasquatch to live, or anything that might resemble one. Right. So that is probably why the sightings are lower. They don't have all the wooded areas now out here. I'll I'll have to do some some checking with people and say, have you ever seen mm-hmm. a Sasquatch? No aliens. Yeah. Yeah aliens. Yeah. Uh, down here, um, I'm I'm actually surprised down here at, at how many have seen um, or claim to have seen. Well, we have the the honey swamp monster. Uh, we've got the um, the skunk ape in Florida, uh, which is another version of the the Sasquatch or the the, the Bigfoot. Um, you know that that whole montage of monsters there. And what's interesting is, like I said in the beginning, is is how these creatures seem to morph to their environment. Um, you see more of the furry, hairy, you know, um, ape-like creature, man-like creature up in the colder regions. Let's look at Yeti. Yeti is big and furry and fluffy and everything else. It, it would be, it would stand a reason because it's colder up there. We're down here. Um, some have them is, you know, not having a lot of hair, being very man-like or having webbed hands and webbed feet. And it seems that the monsters here on the Gulf Coast tend to be more um, appropriate for that wet, swampy, humid area. And I think it's interesting. And if you, if you take a more scientific look at it, and this, is, this would simply be a case of adaptation, um, as we learned from Darwin years ago, um, you know, a creature or a, an animal adapting to its environment over time um, we see uh, the spirit, birds doing it on the Galapagos species of birds that have actually adapted and evolved into a, a new breed of bird uh, according to their environment so I just always found that part interesting um, just really quickly here uh, any, go ahead oh sorry yeah, I heard, sorry that was a I, I, I was that was a deep breath, but actually I do have something I can add. Uh, where I live um, is uh, 
I, for most people that don't know, I am in the southern New York, northeast PA area. Um, but where I come from is Luzerne County, PA, which is part of the northeast PA. Um, and they do actually have uh, a Sasquatch group that meets at a local brewery for, uh, I think it's called Bigfoot and Brews. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. So we don't have any of that here. There's nothing like that down here. It's like, you know, they could do so much of these monsters down here and everything, but there's just, unless I'm just not aware of it. And please, if you're listening to the show and you know that there's any groups or, you know, things like that that meet up to talk about, you know, local legend or local monsters or local things, please, um, we're going to give our information at the end of the show. Please, please, please send it to me because I would love to meet with you. I would love to sit there and talk to people. Um, who have had run-ins with these creatures. Like, like I said, and another one down here uh, is the uh, the Rougarou, which is the Cajun version of the Lougarou, which is the French version of the werewolf. Um, so there's a lot of great creatures down here. Uh, but for those of you who are listening and, uh, you know, you want to, you know, maybe you don't know a whole lot about Bigfoot. You never really looked into it and you're curious. I'm, uh, I mean, as far as shows go, check out a group called Small, a production company called Small Town Monsters. If you go on Amazon Prime, um, all you have to do is punch in Small Town Monsters, and they've got a great collection of um, unexplained creatures and monsters and legends. They got a great collection of videos. Um, I just did a review for a website on Momo, uh, the Missouri monster. Uh, they've also got a video that, that Bray Road Beast on the trail of Bigfoot. Uh, so they've got a really great collection of monster um, videos, documentary style, um, that you'd probably really find interesting. Um, I, I know that they were interesting. Mean, I thought that they were interesting. And for me to really appreciate something like that, they've got to be put together well. Um, Lyle Blackburn, he does a lot of the narration in these videos. And um, I actually love his band, Ghoul Town. So yeah, on the off chance that he hears this, I love your band. <laughs> Um, I do. I really do. This guy is, this guy is just, I mean, he's really cool. Actually. He really is. Um, but they've got a really great collection of monster movies. And if you, if you ever want to read a good Bigfoot story, a good book, a book that'll pull you in and really kind of connect you on the human level with these creatures, it's a book called Hominid and it's on Amazon. Um, it's worth buying. It really is. If you have the Kindle, it's worth it. I've read it three times already. And it's by a lady called R.D. Brady. And if you don't cry at some point in this book, you're dead inside. You are dead inside. <laughs> so you um, didn't cry also, at all, did you? I, you know, I didn't. I didn't. But then again, you know, <laughs> I might be a um, monster too. So, no, I, I misdeed. I misdeed. Because I'm like, run, Bigfoot, run, you gotta run. Oh my God, you gotta run. They're not gonna kill you, Bigfoot. <laughs> I did, I did that. Um, but there's another book that's really great. And I'm gonna warn you, this one is, it gets, the end is really sad, but it's worth a read. And don't get all freaked out. Frank Peretti, yes, he writes religious books and stuff. But this one was, I think this one was really um, like a kind of, he veered off here. And he just wrote a book about Bigfoot. It was called Monster. Uh, and it was really well done. And it was about a girl who gets injured and kind of, I guess, accidentally kidnapped by Bigfoot. A Bigfoot family, to be exact. Um, 
And the mother Bigfoot's like, oh, no, I'm keeping her safe, keeping her safe. And the dad's like, what the fuck is this piece of shit doing? Get this thing away from us. So he's like, dude, you can't keep this thing. It stinks. And mom Bigfoot's like, no, 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 we got to keep her safe. And baby Bigfoot's like, yay! Because, you know, I, I don't know that babies really think anything else. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was, it's neat to see how she kind of, you know, <laughs> she melded with the family, the family unit there. Um but it was a really good read. Um, there's just tons of stuff out there. There's so much. Um, have you have you read any kind of uh, Bigfoot literature um, at all, like books, book wises? Like book book wises. Listen to me, book wises. Book wises. Book wises. Yeah, because I, I cannot I can't say speak that anymore. I ever have. Um, I can't say that I have. You know me. The, the Bigfoot's a wee bit outside my wheelhouse, so it's um, okay. For me, it's a, a little stretch. You know me. I, uh, for the listeners yeah. who who don't know me, um, I I enjoy the paranormal and uh, I, I enjoy things such as werewolves too. I do enjoy those. Those get a little out mm-hmm. just to the edge of my my zone. Uh, UFOs and stuff I'm into as well. But something that ranks right up with the paranormal that I love, mm-hmm. and I was just talking about this with Diana is conspiracy theories oh give me a juicy one any day i may not believe it but i'll believe that you believe it and sasquatch Um, fits into that too because there's a lot of conspiracies some people think he's an alien and all that stuff um but if you if you really want to just kind of like a beginner you know a little beginner book of of, you know kind of like the backstory of bigfoot um there's actually uh there's actually a field guide to sasquatch yes there's a field guide to sasquatch you can find there but um, one that's really good is uh, now we're not talking science, you know, and, and somebody who has a science degree like myself, I have a really hard time calling this science, but I don't, I don't discount it either. You know, I mean, if you really just um, a base level, uh, one is called Beyond Boggy Creek by Lyle Blackburn. Got to give him a shout out. Love the guy. Um Another one that's really good is the Bigfoot book. And it's basically like an encyclopedia. It is an encyclopedia of all different kinds of uh, Bigfoot creatures. My dogs are barking in the background. I apologize. Um, It could be a Sasquatch at the door. It could be a Sasquatch. You know, as long as he's not asking for money, he's good. He's good. Or the whatever you've got there, the honey badger, whatever it's called. (laughs) Honey badger's at the door with tracks because you're going to go to hell. Because <laughs> the honey badger don't give a shit. Does anyone remember honey that? Honey badger don't give a fuck. Uh, but there's oh well, yeah, that was what it was. Yeah, <laughs> honey badger don't give a fuck. Um, it's called Bigfoot: The True Story of Apes in America by Lauren Coleman. I thought that one was really well done. Um, and it it, it it's definitely worth. Are you reading my thoughts like, right now? Because I'm laughing. I'm laughing in my head. Yes, I I know, and and we're not going to attack any personas that might be out there walking around handing out tracks like the honey badger. I'm holding it. uh, (laughs) I do have a little bit of Sasquatch history though. So Um, it's um, uh, just a little little blurb, a little blurb that I looked up, Mm -hmm. which is in 1603, Samuel D. Champlain reported several native stories about the Sasquatch, the and I'm going to attempt here the the Wejuk Wejuk however you say that sightings 
along the St. Lawrence River. Brand told the eagle, um, the Native Americans of that time were calling the creature in their native language, stone giant or hairy wild man. In the 1700s, colonial frontiersman Robert Rogers and his rangers were pursued by some thing in the North Woods. One of Rogers' rangers claimed the creature had legs as large as spruce logs. Brand said that the, said that settlers in Vermont in the early 1800s described an animal called Old Slippery Skin or Old Wet Skin. Uh, was it really wet or greasy looking? Um, we don't know. <laughs> but uh, the knocking over of fences and rails and kicking manure piles, it threw rocks and even chased cattle and goats, they said. Um, oh, interesting. So that's kind of just some pre- uh, Pre, I guess, uh, nineteen, uh, pre twentieth century, we'll just say pre twentieth century mm-hmm. um, literature. Not literature. Uh, 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 oh yeah, sightings. Um, but I found that right. interesting. Oh no, absolutely. Um, like I said, a lot of a lot of the um, this I, I would I would even go so far as to say the majority of the Sasquatch Bigfoot legend that we have today in America, especially. Uh, and when I say America, I mean North America. I mean the entire continent. Really, it comes from you know the first indigenous peoples or early indigenous peoples here to this land. Um, you know, these traditions, these stories have been handed down. And like I said, you know, once pop culture got a hold of them, once the mainstream got a hold of them, and the entertain the entertainment industry got a hold of it, you know, I I think we lose. Um, I think we lose some of the the sacredness. Um, of these legends, and and I don't think this this creature was. I think the creature in most folklore was a guardian figure, a guardian of the forest, a guardian of the woods. Um, and I think that I, I don't see. You know, you don't hear too many people come. You never hear people coming across saying, "Oh, I was attacked by by you know Sasquatch or whatever." And I, you get the couple that were like had rocks thrown at them, but why? What are you doing? But what about the ones that they like those people that are missing in the woods that they've never found? Oh, mm. that's cults. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you let the honey badger in the front door with the track. Because <laughs> honey badgers don't give a fuck. Because honey badgers don't give a fuck. They're going to find you in the woods and take you and just say, oh, it's a Sasquatch. <laughs> But I mean, you know, I think, um, you know, if cults are going to steal people away, they need to start at least dressing like Sasquatch when they do it. I just think they should owe us that. Well, yeah. I, some of them don't need to. You know, but I well, find really true. quickly here, I think I think what's interesting is um, Harry and the Hendersons has actually made on one of the lists here, actually made the top 10 Bigfoot movie. Of all time, it's made. It's in the top ten. Um, obviously, oh. obviously, the Legend of Bob Creek is the classic that launched it all. Uh, so that's in there, it, and as it should be, it really should be. It definitely has a place in cinematic history. Um, one I want to cover really quick too is another movie that I thought was really well done. is called Exists, and I don't know if it's streaming. It's available on iTunes. And I think it's available for purchase and rent on uh, Prime as well. It might be streaming on other places like Voodoo, um, Hulu, and Voodoo, Hulu, and Netflix. 
Um, it's called Exist, and spoiler alert, if you have not seen this movie, shut your ears off, okay? I've warned you. Um, a bunch of kids are out to the country to take a, you know, go to a cabin, stay in the woods. Some, well, the kids' uncles has a cabin. So they head out there Amy, and along. Is this like high school kids? Um, I know. I think it's I think it's college age kids. And oh, uh, okay. So it's definitely they're going out for fuck fest to the cabin. Well, not cabin. necessarily, but one of them's going out to actually catch footage of a, a the, the Sasquatch or the Bigfoot. He knows that his uncle had seen a creature similar to that out there, so that's what he's going out there for. Um, oh, this on isn't one the of cabin, those type movies. I thought it was going to right, be right, right. It's really not. Uh, it really isn't. It's not bad. It's not as annoying as you think it's going to be. Um, along the way, they hit something on the road, and they just keep driving. They check out the car, and like, oh, no, and they just keep going. Uh, later on in the movie, you see this Sasquatch just attacks them. I mean, singles them out and attacks all of them. And at the very end, you learn why. And it's kind of heartbreaking. I mean, you understand. Anybody, I don't have kids, but I can imagine somebody hitting my dog and running off. Bet your ass I'm hunting you down. Um, and I and I understand that. And at the end it was so sad. And you just see you really see the, the human emotion um in this Sasquatch, this creature, this Bigfoot creature at the very end, that it was really well done. Um again, it's called Exists, and I believe it was down in I wanna say two thousand fourteen. Um, I think that's what it was. I think it was two thousand fourteen. Yes. Um, uh, excellent. So I want to jump in real, yeah, real quick because I'm I'm mm-hmm. watching our time here. Um, now, for yes. most people that um, may be listening, we do um, we do sometimes book out an hour and a half to two hours based on um, we we like to have a little extra talking room in case we go over our hour. But we also sometimes do that uh, with the thought of if we get callers, we still want to be able to take your calls and questions and not. Mm-hmm. Uh, not run out of time where we can't finish uh, talking with our talking point. So we're, we're actually pretty well on schedule at, at the moment. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But I just wanted to give Diana our usual 10 minute warning. 10 minute warning, 10 minute warning, Will Rogers or whatever his name was. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, you've, you've got some great, uh, if you're curious about, Bigfoot's place in pop culture. Check out some of the books I named. Uh, Monster, Frank Preddy's really good. Um, R.D. Bradley, Hominid is one of my favorites. There's so many out there. Just go on Amazon. Amazon's got a whole bunch. Just put Bigfoot fiction or Bigfoot list. Um, also, movies. You know, if you haven't checked out the '70s movies, you really have to. You start. You got to start with The Legend of Foggy Creek. Seventy-two. Oh, honey, no. those aren't. <laughs> that's not a Sasquatch. They didn't trim as well back in the 70s, so. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah, it's come true. December, it's we're all true. Sasquatches. Um, <laughs> it's no shave November soon. <laughs> so we can all run around the, run around the woods going. <laughs> but uh, check out some of those. <laughs> I mean, if I, let me tell you, if I saw something that looked like a Muppet running at me, I'd go, oh, and run away, <laughs> <laughs> run away, run away, it's coming to get you, oh my god Run away, Carol All are welcome <laughs> Poor girl, I feel so bad for her Miss Diana's home for Sasquatches <laughs> <laughs> Only oh, 
from gun. November through February. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, check out some of those old films. Check out The Legend of Boggy Creek from 1972. You got to check out The Curse of Bigfoot. As a favor to me, you got to do it. Um, and some of the other ones, go to um, Amazon Prime if, you, if you're a Prime member, which if you're not, you should be because they have a lot of great films there. Uh, check out some of Small Town Monsters pro- uh, productions of uh, their collection of monster documentaries. They're really good, and you're going to love Lyle Blackburn. He's amazing. I love the way he narrates. Um, it really does have a, a 70s kind of you know feel to the, the, the film and everything. Um, so but I, yeah, I have uh, to ask, Diana. Go ahead. Have we had any any emails lately? Anything that we need to read? Nothing hateful. Nothing hateful. No, no, no. Oh yes, and, and uh, oh. we we do like to give our our email address out. Any hate mail or complaints about how we are or what we talk about or anything that might have offended you, little tender newbie woobie woobies out there. Um, our email is radiostackhouse at gmail dot com. Again, that is radiostackhouse at gmail dot com. Send us all your well-informed hate mail, and you might be right on the air. Pretty much a guarantee. But we haven't had any so far, so we haven't really offended anybody too badly. Um, but yeah, oh, we're I mean, the, our... we're disappointed. We're disappointed, know, aren't right? we? <laughs> we have to work you know, harder it, at that. It is. We have to have and you know, one I, good hate mail a week. We've been too tender. You know, I listen I know to myself have. on these on these episodes, and I realize that half the time I'm talking in my super sweet, nice voice, like my, mm-hmm. I don't want to offend you voice. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Quentin, why on earth are you doing that? You should be the mean, horrible person that you really are. And I, I know, I, I know. Well, that's what it and is. I'll, we oh, we no, just and need to be cur- mean. Exactly. And in these curious times, it's not that hard. Exactly. I mean, we do live uh, in interesting times. We do. Yeah, um, very curious. <laughs> you know, I actually, I had a, I had a story up on the screen that I was going to read. Unfortunately, we're about out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, if we do another Sasquatch episode, it is. Uh, yes. It's actually more about. Um, it's not just our Northwest, but it goes into particular sightings in Canada. Um, oh of, uh, yes, that is definitely yes. for another show because we we have found yes, we have yes. found some. Sasquatch trails up there. So, but yes. So, yeah. um, just some information about our station. If you are on Facebook, uh, please find our page at Stackhouse Radio on Facebook, and that's Stackhouse Radio, three separate words on Facebook. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, and feel free to follow us on Blog Talk Radio at Stackhouse Radio there. And again, um, our email is radiostackhouse at gmail dot com. And if you like us on Facebook and follow us on Blog Talk, we will be sure to keep you updated with more shows coming up. We are just starting out back up again from being on a hiatus for a couple of years, so we're, we're getting our swing, our little mojo back here. Now, I would like to say, if, you, if anyone out there has a good story um, on anything, really, that would pertain to the weirdness that is us, um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we love these good stories. So you are welcome to email yes, them to us. You can private message us. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk on the phone, we can set that up. And uh, we, I think we, we really enjoy a good guest interview. Now, we cannot accommodate everyone. We have actually started working on our schedule for guests that we've already started to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. So if we can't bring you on as a guest, you, we could always work out a, a brief phone call on the air or in an email that we can read. Um, so, yeah, don't, don't be afraid to share with us. We like exactly. sharing with you. 
Yes. You know, yes. We show uh, us yours. Free. or I mean, we show us ours. <laughs> we you show us yours. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, absolutely. On the Facebook page, on the Stackhouse Radio page on Facebook, uh, inst- uh, message us there. Uh, you're more that we encourage it. We encourage show ideas. If you ha- if you think you've got a great idea for a show that has anything to do with legend or folklore or just something unusual, uh, monster-esque, UFOs, anything like that, feel free to email us. We love to hear ideas. We love getting input from our listeners. Like I said, we are getting our mojo back here after being on hiatus for a couple of years, but uh, hopefully we will get to speak to you soon. So uh, anyways, that will conclude our show today. And thank you for joining us here on Stackhouse Radio. And uh, until next time, stay creepy. Bye.